0: Welcome to Dragon Talk. Woo! This is happening. It is an official Dungeons and Dragons podcast right now. Yeah. I'm Greg Tito.
1: Yes, Greg Tito.
0: We got Shelly Mazzadobo in the house.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. We're going to be popping. <gasps> we have the applause sign on, we it's blinking.
1: Pelham.
0: The warm up comic just did we a fantastic need a live job. Audience? We got two guys For right no. now. What See? We got Pelham okay. and Ryan you. Thank you. making it happen. The energy here is really high. Yeah. For Woo! Tomb of Annihilation. <laughs> death card. That's the, uh, you know, the siren sound.
1: The sirens on It's always Schultz?
0: good when you do Foley sound effects with your mind and then you're like, I have to say exactly what I just said. It sounded did.
1: better in my head.
0: Exactly. Uh we are excited to be here because we are going to be calling uh two awesome gentlemen from Sans Pants Radio. Uh they did the D&D is for Nerds podcast. Joel and Adam Love will be it. joining us. Good times. Uh we will be calling them in just a little bit. Uh they are in Australia. Uh so we are practicing our mm. commonwealth
1: accents.
0: Oh god, I'm terrible. Uh what's yours? ha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they actually drink fosters there.
1: It's Australian for me. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I think that's just marketing. I don't think it actually is a, a thing that's in, in it's in Are Australia. You serious? It's deeply offensive to Australia. outback oh. steak, outback crocodiles, an onion dundee. <laughs> Are
1: we Sydney, offensive? Australia. Are we or Wallaby
0: way. What's the uh, from Finding Dory. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Anyway, we're going to be calling them in just a little bit. Uh, They were here. (laughs) (laughs) No.
1: Why did I think they are?
0: (laughs) Maybe they are. Actually, I don't know. Uh, But we are going to be uh, doing uh, speaking to them about uh, their episode that they made for the podcast of Annihilation, which was this really fun thing we did uh, when uh, Tomb of Annihilation came out wide. We did two episodes. Per day on our (laughs) Dungeon Delve feed, which is our sister feed to hear our Dragon Talk feed. feed. Yeah, sister feed. Yeah, they hang out. They're in the bunk beds together. Um, And, uh, yeah, so you should go check that out. It's uh, Nerd Poker did one. Taking Initiative did one. In fact, Josh Peralta, who we had on the podcast earlier, came up with this crazy idea. Um, Encounter Roleplay, Dungeon Rats slash uh, God's Fall. Uh, Aram uh, did an awesome job with that episode, and they're continuing, and they're adventuring through Chult and all that. So we should have him back on to talk about that. Uh, Sneak Attack, uh, Drunks and Dragons, Venture Maidens, uh, Dungeon Drunks, you meet in a tavern, and D&D is for nerds, and we'll talk to the creators behind D&D for nerds, nerds. very soon. Uh, but you should all jump into Tomb of Annihilation while you can. It's out everywhere. You can get it in your local game store. You can get it on D&D Beyond. Mm-hmm. You can get it in Roll20, and mm-hmm. you can get it in Fantasy Grounds. Uh, yeah. So run the adventure to your heart's content. Try to kill your players as little as possible. Well, that's not wow. true. No, yeah, just make it. I don't
1: even feel like they have to try.
0: I mean, it is the deadliest adventure uh, that we put out here. I think that was actually in the what press release. Have- it was the deadliest. Well, if it was adventure. in the press release, it's got to be real, true, right? Speaking of which, I did. Okay, I sent it to you. You didn't get it? No. Oh. My thing crashed, like, in the middle, so I was Aww. worried. I was actually going to go walk to you and be like, did you get that? But then you were already gone for the day. Oh, yeah. We're doing work here. That's what yeah. we do. Me and Shelly, we actually... We are so busy. We got It's the only time we can do actual work meetings is during podcast time. <laughs> 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 it's true. Um, we got lots of stuff hanging out here on the Twitch channel. Uh, if you would like to watch us record this live, you can do that, twitch.tv slash dnd. We record it on Mondays, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. Lots of fun stuff happening there. Uh, A lot of stuff that gets cut. Uh, So if you're interested in us being even more loopy than we are on the mic, come watch. It's fun. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Ryan's Ryan, got some crazy stuff happening. The most uh, uh, attractive man in the room is uh, Pelham, and he's mixing it up DJ style over there as his shoulder slump because I said that. Uh, I, I can't see his face. All I saw was his shoulders go down. <laughs> so I'm like... Ugh. It's
1: already weighing on him. It,
0: it, I, it's the it's,
1: pressure it's, of being the most attractive man in the room. It's
0: a hard mantle to, to hold on to. Uh, I wouldn't know. I just, I've heard from other people. That's what they, they talk about. Yeah. It's hard. It's very hard. Uh, Dunn Dragon Plus.
1: Heard of it. Have
0: you heard of it? Bart makes it happen. Bart Carroll.
1: Yeah, heard of him.
0: He makes things happen. So uh, and issue 15 is out now. <laughs> not know what That made me laugh because uh, we're talking about things.
1: No, I'm not. Make it, no.
0: Betrayal at Baldur's Gate uh, is uh, all in uh, Dragon Plus. Oh. So uh, how did that get in there? We don't know. You make things happen.
1: (laughs) Are you thinking of inflatable Halloween?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Uh, But if you don't know what Dragon Plus is, it's an app you can get on your iPad or your Android device or on the web, just as normal, dragonmag.com. Uh, we do uh, issues every two months. There are uh, dives into lore or um, stuff that's coming out, like the uh, board games or video games. Uh, we have unfettered access to uh, all the D&D team there. And Bart is now doing a show on Tuesdays uh, yes. at 2 p.m. Pacific time uh, where he takes uh, some of those ideas and puts it into an hour-long uh, deep dive on the show. And Picked up tomorrow, his own show. That's right. Uh, tomorrow and or uh, uh, September 26th, Uh, For those of you listening in podcast land... Uh, he'll be doing a show on um, uh, the art from Tomb of Annihilation. Kate Ooh, Irwin, uh, the art director, and Emmy Tanji, graphic designer, will be on uh, to talk all about that stuff. So we've had them on on here before, but uh, uh, Bart's taking them, I guess, and, and oh, doing Because uh,
1: he's all like, visual and stuff. I
0: know, right, right, exactly. So we'll show a lot of the art, talk about what it's like that's to cool. uh, commission some of that stuff, and then all of the amazing zhuzhing that Emmy does in making it uh, come together into a cohesive She's whole on the amazing. page. It's amazing.
1: I'm going to give this to you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, from one tool to another. I <laughs> it's a uh, uh, amazing. I'm Thank putting you. For that. A wrench in it. I love it. Yeah, you're putting a wrench in the works. Um, more yeah, puns.
1: more puns. And
0: we'll have a Force Gray uh, episode nine coming on uh, later on today. Uh, it'll be about an hour or so uh, once we get into this uh, crazy fun interview uh, with Joel and Adam uh, from. Sandspan's us Do radio. it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, first we got a segment. Oh. You guys listen to this segment. It is pretty dang amazing. There's lore, uh, there's sage advice. There's things happening you will learn in this segment, and it's gonna roll a bing and a bong and a zing and a zong. Go. Welcome to another segment of the you Should Know. I'm Greg Tito, and Lore You Should Know is the segment where I talk to these fantastic folks, uh, Matt Cernan. Hello. And Chris Perkins. Howdy. About fun little bits of Dungeons & Dragons lore uh, that you can use in your game that's set in the Forgotten Realms, or just use it in your game uh, anywhere. Uh, we like to, to, to encourage all kinds of play, but uh, one of those, ex- especially uh, topical right now uh, in, the, in the Dungeons & Dragons fandom universe, is uh, Vecna. The the character of Vecna, he's recently vanquished. Uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert! Uh, in the uh, uh, long time series, critical role, Matt Mercer used that character as the uh, the big bad for that entire uh, long long campaign. Uh, and we thought people might want to know more about the Dungeons and Dragons lore behind Vecna. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 let's get to it. Where where did Vecna first get known? Well,
2: uh I think Vecna Well, Vecna's in the the Dungeon Master's Guide. The Hand of Vecna is in the Dungeon Master's Guide. It's also in Eldritch Wizardry, mm. one of the sort of first supplements. Um and uh So the artifact
0: was what was mentioned
2: first. Yes, and he, and he's just a a lich and it's the remains of this lich. And the fact that it is this blackened hand gives uh magical powers um and that you have to attach to a stump and so on. I think that's that has caught the imagination year over year over year over year. And, and so gradually over time, lore has been sort of accrued to mm. that idea.
3: It's also created apocryphal stories like the head of Vecna. Yeah,
2: which have been referenced in things like um, uh, the Planescape Torment game. Mm. And uh, there's actually one is a reference to it in an actual printed adventure that we did. Called Die Vecna Die, where there's a head of Vecna in the the adventure, because, but that was there basically after sort of the stories
3: about the head of Vecna. It's kind of a because it kind of took off the idea yeah. that you had to to to, you have to cut, cut off, off your something hand. off and put something in. Yeah, if you so there the two artifacts tied to Vecna are his eye and his hand, and they each give you magical powers. And when you have them both in your body, they give you super magical powers. And so many, many a campaign has been throttled by uh, characters chopping off their own hands and gadging out their own eyes and putting these artifacts onto themselves and then running around and obliterating everybody, because uh, you tend to go bad after that. Yeah, um,
0: it's kind of like the ultimate. Uh, uh, and then the joke is, there's that. Artifact.
3: There's this false artifact out there called the Head of Vecna that basically makes characters chop off their heads. <laughs> and put well, this head on. They'll but, make them. but, but yeah, it, it strongly encourages you or dupes you into doing it, and it turns out it doesn't do anything. So a lot of characters have decapitated themselves, thinking they're going to get super awesome head powers, and then realize, nope. Oh, my gosh.
0: That is the evilest Dungeon Master yeah. uh, uh, a trick in the book. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so why do you think that captures so much of that uh, uh, attention and wanting to put more lore into it?
3: I think part of it is because uh, liches are cool. And Vecna was one of the first kind of named ones. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, people sort of grokked onto that. It's just a cool-sounding name. Um, Now, later, in later editions, uh, and and it also bears knowing that Vecna sort of came up in Greyhawk first and then Mm -hmm. got sort of co-opted and generalized and became a multiversal godlike figure when he ascended. Yeah. After Die, Vecna, Die. Yeah. So there's there's um.
0: what uh, What year was die Vecna? Oh day? gosh, 90s. Uh,
2: that would
3: have been right before uh, the launch of third edition. So like 98, 99. Oh. Yeah. oh, Okay.
0: So that was actually quite
3: later in the cycle. Than yeah. I thought it was course. after the TSR buyout by Wizards. Interesting.
2: And and that actually put Vecna and Kaz uh, uh, in, which we should mention as well. Um, so there's there's cast the destroyer or cast or the hateful or cast the I mean, however... They, both of them have
3: a lot of names. Yeah. Vecna's also known <laughs> as, like, the Lord of the Spider Throne yeah. and uh, the Whispered One. Yep. But uh, Kass was Vecna's fighter buddy, his lieutenant. Oh, okay. And Kass was also a very bad man and... Super, super evil. Super, super evil, and but had a magnificent evil sword. Mm. And they got into a bit of a fracas. Kass chopped off Vecna's hand, gouged out his eye with the sword... Uh, and um, destroyed himself in the process. Yeah. Destroyed uh, Cass in the process? Uh, Ca- Cass kind of blew himself up in the process. It's a little wiggy at that point. We're talking high fantasy drama. Yeah. Um, super throw down. Nobody survives at the end, but everybody seems to survive at the end kind of apocalypse. <laughs> it's Got very that. strange. And then, uh, but Cass becomes, as Vecna becomes separated from his body parts, Cass becomes separated from his sword. Mm. So you can find the sword of Cass. another very powerful artifact item, loitering around in the worlds of D anD D for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. interesting.
2: And th- both of them sort of over the years, as various authors kind of um, latched onto them, accrued other things associated with them. So there's like a mask of Cos because well, well, let's give him more objects that you can find. Okay. You know, and, and uh, up to the point of like even I think there's in a the codpiece of Cos. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, we joke, but like there's the soiled <laughs> underpants of Cos. There's there's a like
2: late dragon. Dragon issue, like one of the last dragon issues has, I think, have the left ear of Vecna or something like that. Some, yeah, yeah so stupid. it gets it gets was silly. It, was it Pierce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, the one of the funny things about it is, like, if you go to, to Wikipedia and you read the entry on Vecna, it prevents it presents this sort of very. Uh, like comprehensible story of this character and and the publishing history and all this kind of stuff it's nothing like that in reality like there's all kinds of stuff in there that are unverified facts and mm-hmm. unattributed things and it's like someone had a great idea for what should be the right story and wrote it down and put it on the wikipedia entry you, you should read it because it's a good story but it's nothing like <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that guy or that girl <laughs> in and
0: write that story for us uh, oh, so that's it. so it's basically like become like a a, a collage of, of different details from from adventures and source books that kind yeah, of come definitely. together to, yeah. to what the character and, actually
2: was. And sort of the, the fourth edition um, interpretation of Vecna was very much as, and in part because it was 3.5 and so on and so forth, but it was, Vecna is a deity, it's one of the main deities that you see in the player's handbook, and he's the god of secrets, and yeah. yada yada. Yeah.
3: So it wasn't really until fourth edition that Vecna came to be known as a god, and part of a pantheon of gods. Um, up to that point, he was still technically either mortal or dead.
2: Yeah. How did he ascend? Well, the the die, 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 die adventure, I think, is the last in the series and one of the earlier ones he tries to ascend and, like, it's all about him trying to attain super godhood where he's the only god that exists and yada, yada. Um, but it's it's sort of complicated and, like, whether that worked or didn't work or how exactly that happened, yeah. it's... I mean, that that story really isn't exactly told um, because yeah. the theory of the adventures is that you win, not that you've lost. <laughs> yeah,
3: right, right, So I don't know. But the theory is, is he got enough followers to basically um, ascend and uh, he killed enough other gods some way, somehow to carve out a pan- – uh, a portfolio for himself yeah, so he could call himself the god of secrets and whispers and not be challenged by anybody.
2: And there are various cults that have been ascribed to Vecna and various, again, dragon issues and adventures and all that kind of stuff for a long time.
3: Yeah, and some weird monsters have come out of it too. Like I remember, I think it was in Die, Vecna Die, one of his key followers actually had a hand for a head. And another one actually had a giant eyeball for a head. Oh, neat! It was weird.
0: Yeah, um, really. Banking on that, like that's what you know about yeah. Vecna, right? Is hands and eyes. If, <laughs> if, yeah, if you're
3: fighting a monster, is a giant hand, or you're fighting a monster, is a giant eye. You're starting yeah. to get the impression that maybe Vecna's on the horizon somewhere. Exactly.
0: Um, well, I always liked the imagery of the of the hand, though, because it felt like the monkey's paw. Like it felt like yeah, that story. Yeah. That yeah, like, so okay, here's a thing. The yeah, that looks like that. And then yeah. if you if you buy into it. You get great power, but at what a cost? It's right. always about like what you're you're giving up. So yeah. what what do characters give up when they when they? It's changed
2: quite a bit over the edition to edition. I think in in the DMG now we have a very specific set of powers that are kind of themed and um, give the characters cool things if they have both and stuff like that. But even the idea that you got more power when you had both, I don't think it was really nailed down in early
3: editions. Um, I don't remember what the original first edition DMG write up was. In the original DMG, a lot of these artifacts. They were described, and then there were, like, blank spaces for the DM to fill in the artifact's power, so it would right. always be custom to a given campaign setting. Right, right. So, yes, makes
2: sense. So, so, like, the, the DMG has, like, ten level one powers, five level two powers, two level three, you know, it's just... And, and there would be a list of powers you roll randomly on a table and it would do random stuff. Yeah. And so uh, that persisted for, for quite a while, I think. And then in 3rd edition, um, I know there was a sort of point where we nailed it down. I'm not sure if we did nail it down more than that in 2nd edition or not. Um, but I don't think it, uh, so.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's also interesting, too, that like the idea of having two artifacts gives even more power... Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a trope that's been used in a lot of MMOs. Like having a set of things is more yeah. powerful, and that can yeah, and really be that, traced back to this sense, idea.
3: In that sense, this is one of the pioneers of the set mechanic, right? yeah. the set idea. Yeah, right. And that if you if you're lucky and or unlucky enough to have
0: both of them, you you know you get mm-hmm. more even more bang out of your buck. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so so yeah. So you get you get some powers, but do you also get some drawbacks? You get some flaws.
3: Yeah, there's usually something bad associated with it. Um, in the 5th edition version, there are some drawbacks that come uh, when you attach these things, and those are randomly determined.
0: Okay, so it's not like... Right, so, the, character
3: can, so the player can't kind of metagame it in the beginning and say, well, if I slap this on, I'm going to get this negative thing. He he or she won't know until it's slapped on. I got it. Okay, that's a good way to... Yeah. So how there always Surprise. be a cost that you can't just be mitigated yeah. by, like,
0: I right, I put... You know, uh, points right. in my dump stat to alleviate that. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: The the fourth edition um deluxe Dungeon Master's Guide had a version that uh, a lot of the artifacts of the fourth edition uh had if you make me more pleased, I'll give you more powers. If You're making me less pleased, I'll give you more negatives. And so depending upon how you behaved, if you behaved like Vecna would want you to behave, you'd get more powers if you behave you're right. to driving a good guy with the hand of Vecna and then you more negatives
0: and so so it's kind of the idea of of, of alignment-based uh,
3: things, you yeah. know, right? So rather than restricting it, being like only evil people can put it on, it was right. like, what well, if you behave in a certain way. Yeah. I like that. And correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but when we were commissioning art for this thing in 5th edition, we actually got the hand wrong, and we had to flip it. Ah, uh, that might really? be yeah. the case. Well, that's funny. Hands yeah. are super hard in art, it turns out. <laughs>
2: Whenever there's a hand, we usually get it wrong the first time. Like, I don't
3: know why that's the case. It's just, just a yeah. rule. So I think, I think the piece of art in the DMG is actually backward. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting note
2: for you out there. Because I think it's supposed to be the right hand, I'm pretty sure. But I'm not positive.
0: Well, that's uh, not the wrong hand. Uh, so, what, do we know anything about uh, uh, Vecna and Kaz? What they were like before? Were they like uh normal? Jerks. Were they?
3: They were just always <laughs> they were, evil. Oh,
2: they were super evil. <laughs> super evil <laughs> <jerks>. Super evil.
3: <laughs> yeah, they were like conquer the world type um, uber villains. Okay. Um, yeah, like they were, you know, Skeletor and his cronies. Um, so in uh, in the in the Greyhawk uh,
0: timeline, right? So it was yeah. more to do with was it absolutely it had yeah. to do with Ayus or any of those. Or is it kind of a, did the circle of eight there, get involved? There's
2: some references to Ayus being sort of some sort of disciple of Vecna or um, having been taught the secret of lichdom. lichdom uh, Vecna, Vecna was his grade a teacher. Um, but <laughs> the connection there isn't super strong. I mean, because Vecna comes, up, comes out and does this thing long before Ayus yeah. actually comes around. Right. Um, and uh, and Vecna basically is the leader of like this super powerful kingdom empire, whatever you want to call it, and uh, attacks various places and so on. There, there's a, there's an, a, I think it might be in Die Vecna Die, but it might be one of the other adventures, Vecna Lives or, or something like that, where there's an accounting of Vecna's assault on the town, city question mark, of Fleeth, uh, which as far as I know has no other references anywhere in the canon. <laughs> it is, it is on Fleeth. Alas, poor Fleeth. It's <laughs> gone just <right> like <laughs> the face of the earth. Um, <laughs> And, That's such a uh, name. and basically Vecna like surrounds the town and is attacking it and they, they beg for forgiveness and the leaders come out and say, hey, well, you know, and let's we'll surrender. And Vecna says no. And so they're like, OK, well, we'll we'll surrender our own lives. And the leader and Vecna says, well, mm, OK, maybe. And so then one of the leaders does so, are, but like gets his family to surrender, but his family gets tortured to death in front of him. And then he tortures the, the leader to death and then still doesn't let him go. Oh and God, then the like, plot. It, just, it just gets more and more torturey, basically, Jeez. until there's like a heap of corpses of everyone in the entire town of Fleaf. Afterward,
3: it, I can picture Vecna standing there. Well, now we've conquered Fleeve. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah. Koss is beside him going, oh, bravo.
1: He <laughs> did, did a good job with this well, that's, that's just, like, What a great day this
3: was. And, and Koss, no, Koss is one of the ones
2: who actually is torturing all these people. Yeah. It actually says so in the text. And yeah. so basically Koss does all this torturing of all the, and beheading of all these people. And basically there's a giant heap of heads in front of the leaders of this town. And, uh, and Koss – or Vecna basically says – as sort of like a reward for their uh, is that he will protect them for the rest of their lives uh that he ha- they have the, his sort of protection for the rest of his lives the dead people the the, the leaders of the town oh that now that they, were were, not yeah, they weren't killed yeah that weren't killed now the town yeah. doesn't exist and so that's the kind of what guy Vecna is Ugh. according to yeah he's he's no no bueno like. Right. <laughs> and never was <laughs> he he was he was a bad
0: seed from yeah. from the get go um, and he got these lieutenants with him who, who yeah. did everything so If you were going to, uh, so I I imagine a lot of folks might be inspired to use Vecna or at least maybe these artifacts in their game. Yes. What kind of advice would you give uh, uh, to those folks?
3: I would say roll it out gradually. Um, Plan for it early on and then start dropping hints. If Vecna is either a powerful lich or the god of secrets, um, he didn't live this long by being kind of. Putting himself out there for just anybody to attack him or challenge him. So I think you've got to sort of drop little hints here and there, or let little secrets slip, until one day you know the characters discover they got to find this magic sword, and when they find it, it's like the sword of Koss, and it's like ah, got it. Now okay. Now I understand. Now we see how this is all fitting together. Yeah, that's
2: cool. I mean, I think it's it's interesting that these are two super powerful individuals who hate one another, and they're both super evil. And so there's lots of fun sort of moral questions there about, you know, what do you do with Basically, two people who the two people who can take one another out are both super evil. And so, how do you how do you act in that in that situation? You mm, know? Yeah. Do you do you take up the sort of cost, or do you do you take effect like, as hand and eye, or you know, having had somebody in the party take up the hand and eye? Do you go and get the sort of cost because that's the only, but that's super evil too, you know. And so that's right, kind of fun,
0: right? You know? Oh, that is fun. Now, do, would they do they have a falling out? Or did they, they would, always hate each other? Costs. Yeah,
3: they were they were chummy bummies for a while, and then yeah. uh, they had a falling out.
0: It's it somehow became more powerful because of it. It's a little yeah.
3: weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, like what set Koss off was
0: he wanted
2: to be second. He was tired of being second command. Wanted yeah. to be first is oh. basically the main explanation. That's
3: evil feeding on itself is kind of a theme yeah. here, um, and that actually is something the parties sometimes have to wrestle with too. If you put these artifacts in the hands of characters. You'll probably start to see some self-destructive party behavior.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, yeah! Imagine almost
3: immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, so be careful, is what you're saying, yeah. by introducing
0: these elements into your, into yeah. your campaign. But you can
3: introduce them. Just be aware that the the end game may not be what you imagined it was. It could all end in tears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it most likely will. And now with all the, the adventure storylines, you know, there's uh, Die, Vecna, Die, and Vecna Lives. When are we going to have uh, uh, a Sararak versus Vecna? Oh, lordy. <laughs> Seems like the best, you know, Jason versus <laughs> Freddy type situation here with all these horror tropes that we're uh, going yeah. with. Yeah.
3: When you say that, I'm like, well, even the best Jason versus Freddy movie is not a good movie, <laughs> but it would be a really fun
0: one shot that you'd run.
3: Yeah, it's like you know, what happens if uh, Superman fights? Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, uh, death. Lots of yeah. people dying all yeah. around.
2: It's it's one of like the the Ravenloft setting. Um, basically swallowed up both uh, when Ravenloft
3: was Oh, cutting. yeah, we should talk about
2: that. Um, and so uh, there's Vecna Reborn which is which is sort of a Ravenloft thing I believe. Um, Ravenloft
3: seems to swallow up all the baddies at some yeah, point. All the oh, okay. super bad. I didn't realize that it
2: sucked into Ravenloft how at some that, point.
3: How How was that
2: so introduced? So Ravenloft as a setting was introduced as kind of like this world of you know the universal monsters almost you've got you've got the mummy kingdom you've got the vampire kingdom you've Mm. got the werewolf kingdom etc and so it kind of became this world where the dark powers would come and suck up all the super evil or tragic weird evil people and give them a kingdom to rule Mm -hmm. and one of the things about them having that kingdom is usually whenever they have that kingdom they don't actually have what they want so, they're not happy in that place. And so, Vecna and Chaos, being um, two people who are, aren't are happy together, share a sort of realm together where they're kind of divided by a mountain wall and they're continually at war and they put their people sort of continually right. at war. And the Dark
3: Power's like, excellent. Yeah. This is what we wanted this whole time. Right. And I believe the, what's the realm called? Cavitius? Cavitius? Z- uh, That's Vecna's, Vecna's Something like that. Within yeah. Ravenloft? Yeah, it's like a big. There's a big skull like. Yeah, that's formation. that's certainly
2: the that might be the the sort of that s- might be a citadel, his citadel or something yeah. like that, and then the the place itself has a right. bigger name. But if you're definitely remember.
0: using the horror, you know, tropes in your campaign, you're using Ravenloft yeah. as kind of inspiration. It makes sense to involve Vecna and cause in some in mm-hmm. some way. Yep, that
3: makes sense. Yep. And 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 um, just from a sort of an IP point of view, it's kind of cool because that means Vecna is no longer bound to a world, one world. Characters can come into Ravenloft from any world, yeah. so anybody can face Vecna now. Um, and then he went off and became a god. <laughs> of which plane is he? And just- now we don't say, you know, it, because he's a more of a god figure in the current cosmology. He's less of a like a physical threat you're meant to fight. That doesn't mean he can't come up the campaign. Matt Mercer just concluded a campaign featuring him. Um, but even Matt, I think. Uh, he that story, uh, he gave the option of the players stopping Vecna's ascendancy to godhood. Mm. So Vecna was on his way right. and actually succeeded, and then they kind of cast his physical form away and spared the world his wrath. Um, but he's still. But he's still out there. Still might have power and come
0: back. Right. Yes.
2: It's, yeah. So like in in fourth edition, Vecna was totally a god. In fifth edition, Vecna's a god. Um, because he's also one of the sort of dark powers warlocks can uh, connect with and oh. um, get spells from and stuff like that. Right, I forgot that. so, um, you know, and it might be case where Vecna's clearly a god in the world of Greyhawk and less so in other realms. Yeah, like he's
3: sort of got one, ste- one foot on godhood and the other one on sort of elder evil kind of. Um, and he's sort of straddling that fence. Right. So for your campaign, you can make him be either yes. or or yes. both. And I, we would encourage people to make him uh, whatever they want yeah whatever fits yep that makes sense
2: in Ravenloft Citadel Cavitus is uh, is Vecna's uh, abode and is basically a giant skull mountain yep with a city. Of course it is. A That's- city inside the giant skull. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> That's why
3: it's called Cavity. Cavity. It's got a Cavity. Oh, yeah. city you build within yeah. the Cavity. Yes. That makes I sense. I think
2: there's still a city around it, too. And then, then you know, uh, Cass has some realm on the other side. That's amazing. Blah, blah, Cass. Yeah. Blah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. blah, blah, blah. He's
3: always going to be second fiddle. That's right. I didn't even know we were going to be talking about him today. We set him up as a
2: vampire the- in fourth mm-hmm. edition. Yep, there w- there, w- there was definitely a so, an idea that he transformed into a vampire with um the Ravenloft products sort of transformed mm-hmm. him into a vampire and said basically he's he got evil and more yep. evilness made him a vampire.
3: Like Strahd, kinda. And yeah, so
2: you know, sure. you have a vampire versus lich kind of scenario in, in Ravenloft.
0: Right. Right. And Strahd's got some like connections there too, being a warlord. Yeah, actually kind Strahd's
3: of. got a Lich enemy as well, so maybe there is a thing there with yeah. vampires and liches. that just can't get along. <laughs> They should, you know, they're yeah. they're on the same side. Why can't
4: evil just get alone?
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, the, evil. Hopefully, in your campaign at home, uh, you will be
3: destroying all of these evil people we've been talking about. In your today. campaign, Beckman might be a super nice guy. Yeah.
0: He's like, "Can I just have my eye back? I can't see. Yeah. I have no depth perception <laughs> anymore."
3: Help me out.
0: Trying to get to the early bird special. I'm All t- right. T- tired of
3: my friends calling me one eye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be so the close. destroyer of worlds. That was my nickname in college. Yeah. like really a uh, guitar. How can people find out more about Vecna and or Dungeons and Dragons lore, Mr. Chris Perkins?
3: Why they can talk to me on Twitter, of course. Oh, um, my handle is Chris Perkins DND. And what about you, Mr. Cernet? I'm also on Twitter at, at Cernet, S-E-R-N-E-T-T.
0: Perfect. Uh, you can also talk to me. I'm at Greg Tito, but I won't be able to give you all this wonderful information except when I ask these guys. So, But I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. And uh, I think that's it for this lore you should know. We'll get back to the interview segments right about now with some bing bongs, and we'll see you next week. That was a, a very good segment. I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like I know more about the lore of the Forgotten Realms. You no, know,
1: it's really good dinner party conversation. It is. Did you know?
0: Did you know that Lantan uh, is?
1: Uh, no, so I was listening to lore. You should know. And
0: what did you find out?
1: Drop the, the lore bomb. The lore bomb,
0: right? Mm-hmm. The thing that you learned. Yeah. Uh, let's just call up our friends uh, from uh, that we have, we haven't met yet. <laughs> the friends <laughs> we're going to meet right now.
1: Pen pals.
0: Pen pals on the lines. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Howdy.
5: Hi. Yeah, bad. How are you?
0: Not too shabby. Sorry to uh, to wake you up. Uh, oh, uh, it
5: what n-
1: time is it there?
5: Uh, it's only 9.30 a.m., but that's still very early for like us when our usual wake-up time is... 1 <laughs> Oh gosh, I remember those days. Are
1: you are you 13?
5: <laughs> I'm I'm 30. Are you <laughs> Are you are you still in college? Are you are you, are you still at, at university? I work I work from home. It's not great. You, That's
0: amazing.
1: Okay. No, I'm I could sleep until 1 if I could. I tried. I,
0: I can't do it anymore. Now yeah. I'm like sleeping Maybe in is 10. like is like 8:30 to me. I'm like That's oh so gosh, sad. I slept till 8:30. Oh, it's amazing.
1: I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> so I remember those days. Oh, uh, you guys, uh, we don't need the video. Uh, you can save on some bandwidth. I know Australian bandwidth is never uh, uh, as amazing as it, as it could be. So, oh. For, from when wow. We spoke to previous uh, folks from Australia, oh. uh, the Dragon Friends, uh, and that's what they said. They, uh, would, yep. they would always complain about the, uh, the bandwidth over there. It's
1: not something I've ever heard yeah. people complain about in Australia. The deadly, <laughs> the animals,
5: death curse. The death
0: curse has infected your, uh, your all of your internets.
5: Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, currently at the house, we have two different internet services <laughs> because one keeps on dropping, and then the other one will drop. So we got to go back to the other one.
4: It's uh, not great. We hate the death curse over here. I remember when that king died and he cursed all of Australia's internet. Uh, <laughs> the curses of a king are powerful stuff. Yeah, it was true. kind Part of me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he never used the internet. I don't think he time. knew where Australia was yeah. when he cursed us. Hurtful.
0: It is hurtful. And it, you guys are still feeling the effects today.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't it's know.
0: crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, so uh, I
1: love the picture that we're looking at.
0: Yeah, we got you guys in a group shot. So, which one of you are uh, uh, Adam and Joel in this picture?
4: Uh, I'm the very morose one in the middle, He's sitting in the chair. Everyone else is shoving me. That's me. Okay. Oh. I think
5: I'm the, do I have my, face, my hand in your face? Uh,
4: I believe so, Zamet. I believe so. <laughs> your hand I'm is the one in the purple pants. Yes. Purple Adam pants. is the one who is sitting down and very much unhappy with the situation. Hmm.
0: All right. That that clears up nothing.
1: <laughs> He's sitting down. Now we know who Adam is. Adam,
0: Adam is sitting down. Yes. Wait, where's the purple pants? I'm not you seeing purple see pants. can't
1: see the pants because you're being blocked.
0: Oh, I see now. Now it all oh, makes sense. Oh, okay. All right.
5: Got it. I'm the one in the middle holding the helmet. Oh My eyes are
1: bad. I'm not seeing a helmet.
5: Oh. I know.
0: But see, we're old.
1: It's like one of those magic eye things. If I look long at it long <laughs> enough, will a helmet appear?
5: This is one of those... One uh,
0: the you one
4: know. not in flannel. There you go. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Oh, that makes perfect got sense. It. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I, thanks I didn't for realize being just show. now, but they are both wearing flannel. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs>
0: you, it's, you, know, you want to be in Seattle. You got that Seattle uh, uh, grunge look going on. Uh So, yeah. Tell us about uh, uh, D&D is for nerds uh as 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 a group because you you also do stuff for Sans Pants Radio. Which which one is the... Where did it start? We'll start there. Uh,
5: so... Yeah, I was uh, teaching uh, at a university, like a media degree mm-hmm. and sort of teaching the practical stuff. And we had this beautiful unused studio, uh, recording studio. Um, so I put the call out for any students that wanted to sort of look into podcasts, that kind of stuff. And that was like six odd years ago. And the people that were interested were Jackson, uh, the other sort of co-host of d and for Nerds, and a couple of other people like Joel Duscher and um, Zoe Belotta and that. And so back then it was very much like student directed because I was uh, being like, hey, I love Radio Lab. all these kind of like journalistic kind of uh, interesting things they're doing with um, the podcast medium. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, what do you guys want to talk about? And they're like, Hulk's dick. And I'm like, OK, I guess we're doing this. Now. <laughs> so uh, it sort of developed and delved and more into sort of the comedy stuff. And we did uh, one podcast called Shut Up a Second, which is still going. And that was sort of the first one. And then we sort of stemmed out into a few more, the uh, more successful one being Plumbing the Death Star. Nice. And then Jackson used to do his own uh, sort of d and role-playing stuff outside of recording. And we're like, hey, let's try do something uh, recording for that. And so we did like a very small, uh, like a four-part little series thing we did. And then after that, it was a lot of fun, but it was very unstructured. And so Jackson was like, oh, I know a guy who can basically give us the structure we need. And that was Adam. And that's where
4: this boy comes in. (laughs) (laughs) You provided the structure. uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Jackson asked me uh, on to DM for these guys. And then classic Sans Pants motivation. Six months later, it happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You drive a hard bargain. (laughs)
4: so did you guys
1: Uh, did you know these guys
4: i knew jackson but i'd never met anyone else before so it was uh yeah it was kind of like a what would you call it a forged forged on the spot sort of thing yeah a meeting of (laughs) 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 beautiful (laughs) faces A, a risk It was very chaotic in the beginning because you can hear it on the show. Some of them are learning D&D as they go. And some of them never really learned d Some of them are still learning to this day. (laughs) I recently learned what armor class was. It was nice.
1: (laughs)
5: Now (laughs) I know. Oh, makes sense. (laughs) Makes things a little
1: easier.
0: Did you just think it was AC Uh, all the time or was it... I didn't mean think it's like
5: for a medieval uh, society they're, they're pretty like well in the air condition so I'm kind of happy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes. it's important. Well, a lot of that was a adventure. function Yeah, a lot of that was a function of the fact that I did all the rolling for everyone else. So, they knew some of the basics like what weapons and items they had on them and maybe, you know, what powers and such, but Mm. I was doing all of the work underneath the hood for them, so that mm-hmm. they could focus on just the role playing. Yeah, yeah.
0: making it more like an improv game rather yeah. than a uh, 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 you know a full blown RPG campaign.
5: Yeah, we got yeah. sort to of, like Adam focuses on the math; we focus on the mucking around. That's good. I guess is the best way of doing it.
0: Now, did yeah, you I, have a, I, a comedy background uh, as well? You mentioned that you were all this stuff was kind of b- been done under that guy's.
5: Uh, not really. I mean, the only sort of comedy we've done is through Sandspans Radio. Like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, it sort of was more an, an weirdly academic teacher background myself. Uh, so that was sort of my sort of a- academic. I was like so close to becoming like more academic than what we currently are today. <laughs> we like, all I almost are. applied for a PhD. <laughs> like, ah, jeez, what a different life that would have been. There's
4: still time. There's still time.
5: No, no. no.
4: My background's in finance, Zamet so, Wow. Like, <laughs>
0: what did you do in uh, finance? Actually,
4: yeah, uh, I, I guess I'm doing numbers work still, just yeah. a different kind <laughs> of right, numbers yank. work.
0: You're still crunching them and uh, making it all make sense.
4: I've still got the big old-timey calculator next to me that I need to wind <laughs> up or whatever. <laughs> so the, the ticker tape reel of paper comes out.
5: <laughs> it's a hassle to eq out, but it's- yeah,
0: That's what that sound is. That?
5: Each,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> each time you're adding up, uh, you know, hit dice. It's... I would like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see if
1: that hits. <laughs> nope. <laughs> as per.
0: Need to make that happen. So what we're doing, in, I, 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 I was in the finance world very briefly you as well. Were? I know, I was a secretary. That's, does that count? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I was making stuff happen uh, for, for the Rothschilds. Oh yeah, the actual like Rothschilds from Greek myth or whatever the hell I'm from. <laughs> you know. <laughs> really? The, yeah. Oh. I know it was crazy. I knew the Baron Baron de Rothschild. Yeah, I always had this dream that he would send me on adventures.
1: Oh, it was D and D was. He
0: never did. He never
1: did. But maybe he did. Word. Yeah. But you don't know.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe you i didn't realize the whole
1: thing was i've been an i've been putting
0: it down this whole time like and i'll have this like moment of like aha
5: i got to go find the, the baron. thing
1: and i must find the baron <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a D&D adventure yeah, yeah. But, you yeah
5: sun, but you must first collect these crystals yeah right it's all like this da vinci <laughs> code thing
0: that's been happening this whole time and i didn't know it so is that what you
4: did adam <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah i, <laughs> I have I have six of the seven crystals, <laughs> but it's, it's good enough, I think. Well, did you, the water
0: temple, uh, you might need to go back to that one.
4: Oh, the water temple. And you need to get, you need to lower and raise all the different things. And the little yeah. goblin keeps asking you questions about health and safety. Ah, yeah. Uh,
0: I know. <laughs> it's the worst place, but I think you got the wrong crystal. That's what the Baron told me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: The Baron gave you the right crystal. Oh, that's just typical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. All the crystals are on different continents.
0: Oh, yeah, I like this. See that? Yeah,
1: so we're gonna play in D anD D right now. I
0: know we've got you know we're talking to uh, one continent and so we gotta get another one on the phone. And who's gonna go to Antarctica? That's what I want to know. Not nice. us. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you to Chult next. <laughs> All
5: right. so, anyway, so this
0: podcast started in medias res, just like your uh, podcast
5: episode. That's correct. (laughs) Shanks gave you so much Uh, shit
4: for that. How much grief I got right off the bat! You guys are very mean players. You know that? (laughs) Very mean, rude as well. Frankly, it was a cool way to set it up, though. I really do have to say. Tell us
1: what happened. What was it?
5: Uh, He uses the term and just the words. We're going to start this campaign in media's (laughs)
4: red, and then it just went from there shanks immediately immediately called me out saying like only in DD can such a line make sense (laughs) and from there you guys just hassled my gosh darn grapes
0: yeah oh so the character that shanks is playing ends up in a uh wakes up and he doesn't know what's what's happened uh so he's describing this kind of like oh you're in the darkness and all these things but you knew all these things that were happening, you know happening beforehand and then well, wow, well, that's like what ten five minutes where you're describing all the the scary stuff that's happening, and then they go back in time essentially to be like, and this is what happens when they let up to this
1: oh, moment. Nice, yeah. Oh,
0: right? Cool. Did I did I did I mangle that? That's essentially it.
4: It's a a little mangled, but um, the receipt says that it's good, so I'm excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what's your version? How, is that is that basically it? You 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 tell them better than than I do.
4: Uh, yeah. So I I did I started them on the river in, in Chult, traveling basically deeper into the jungle. And uh, f- from, from that position, starting them there, I gave them the, the backstory of each of their characters because I wanted, I wanted as much adventure as possible. So I wanted to be able to skip all the boring beginning stuff, jump straight to Act 2, which typically works very well, I think, in movies and such, right? Yeah. Yeah. No Act 1 works well. Right. I don't want an
5: inciting incident. Get rid of it. <laughs> Give me the action. What's Give me it that for? Point straight off the bat.
4: Yeah.
0: No, no, like not heeding the call. Just heed the call. Go uh, right to the call. <laughs>
5: straight up.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, it was a really good way to get like the you know, you didn't have the uh 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 you know, everybody getting to know each other type situation. It was just like, "Hey, you're in it to 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 win it." I
1: think that's a good way to start. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You're in it. You're there. You all know each other. Let's not. Let's not break. Yeah. E- hmm. let's What's the expression I'm looking for? Break etiquette. I was a, I was about to say break eggs, actually, which is not an expression. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: you could say like, oh, we say that in Australia. Like that's. Oh, we would totally yeah, believe yeah. it. We would. We would absolutely.
5: Oh, I would I could get away with of arms.
1: You say a lot of <laughs> weird things in Australia anyway. Arugula is rocket lettuce.
4: Is that true? i Truthfully, do. I've always heard that. In Australia, it's a a bit topsy-turvy down here because the emphasis is always on the listener to understand what's being said rather than on the talker to make themselves understood. Mm. You just, you know, say something ridiculous like Struth, mate.
5: Yeah. Mm. Uh, Like, I'm just going to go down to the servo and bung
4: a couple of durries. We'll be all right. Chuck a Yui, mate. (laughs) See? (laughs) That's that basically. The Australians like, in the audience will know what we're talking about. <laughs>
1: Did you just swear at us?
5: <laughs>
4: Indy percent. I think he just insulted you, right? I, I think that was about Indy you. Indy percent. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know.
0: It is it's, another it's language.
4: Nonsense. That's <laughs> the joke. The joke is that it's actually nonsense. That makes perfect sense now. Yep. That's <laughs>
0: So, you, speaking of Shanks, uh, uh, I wanted to talk to him because he did a show that uh, was on the website that I worked on. All right, yeah, which is crazy. Things yeah. happening at the same time. He did uh, it was Doomsday Arcade. They won uh, a, uh, 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 a film festival contest type thing, uh, and and he was the one of the, the the creators of that. And it was on. I don't know. It's just crazy how this world gets smaller flying. and smaller. Yeah. yeah.
5: Mm. Yeah, I was chatting to him like yesterday about it. He was like, "Yeah, he's like, I was 17 when I did that. Don't judge me."
1: Like, That's great. <laughs> it was pretty good so for productive. a 17 year old
0: thing, for sure.
1: That's
5: impressive. Mm. His yeah. um, uh, Wizard of Oz series is uh, really, really amazing. If you haven't seen that one,
4: I haven't. I gotta check it out. You yeah. can get it. Yeah, it's uh, available publicly just on YouTube. Yeah, it's uh, a bloody amazing short series just about. The mundanity of being a wizard in modern-day Melbourne, Australia. Oh, that's <laughs> cool.
1: I love that. Yes, yeah, so tell us about the rest of the party. So we know Shanks.
4: Yes, Shanks is playing Crint, a, a hobgoblin. Uh, warlock? Uh, warlock, yeah, Warlock. Ah, oh, gosh. Shanks, you, you play to a time. Every single time we've ever had him on, he loves playing magic users. Mm. Warlocks. Yeah.
5: Um, so yeah, he's a goblin warlock. I think he's explorer. Uh, he was he had sort of the... Like the leading part of the expedition. Yeah. Uh, then you had Jackson Bailey playing a Kenku rogue who was more like a Kenku pack mule. <laughs> he, ref- he refused to get into fights. I would s- a tactical coward, I guess. Uh, um,
4: I remember having a conversation about, so Jackson, what weapons would you like your character to have? You know, what abilities would you like to have? And Jackson told me straight-facedly, eye-to-eye, man-to-man, he said, I don't want anything. Is that possible?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe
5: simple dagger.
1: He's a minimalist.
5: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I played a tabaxi ranger. <clears throat>
1: a tabaxi. Greg and I are tabaxis.
5: We are. Uh, we I think I for a, for a while we had, like, three or four different games going and every time I just made it to Baxi because they're great. What do you like about the cat people? Uh, I just like that they have their obsession, that they kind of just be like, what's this? I like it. I want this. I've got (laughs) it. I don't care for it and then they leave. I I just find them very appealing. They're easy to
4: kind of role play.
5: Uh, Yeah, again, they get distracted very quickly. They're good. They're good people. (laughs) They're just good people. people.
4: Right, Hammett's also just a cat person, which aids in his love of Tabaxi. <laughs> oh,
5: this makes sense.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You also played a Tabaxi in the one that you did uh, with Josh and <coughs> the Taking Initiative mm. one, right?
4: Yeah, we played. Was that the tabaxi. two of
0: you? The two of you played yes. this Tabaxi
4: together? Played tabaxi brothers. Yeah, oh,
1: yes. that's us too.
0: It's true. I know. Yeah. It reminded me. And then uh, you had your uh, your dwarf that uh, you you kept uh, playing with. Uh, yes
5: he had rabies it's okay <laughs> A bit crazy
4: insane i he think that was the gnome, brother oh yes the gnome had rabies they are so similar <laughs> they looked like the ah that's quite <laughs> racist brother <laughs> i was
0: trying to figure out what and you i think you mentioned it in the actual thing you're like you were going for the uh, the khajiit uh, from from, yes. from the elder scrolls i'm like oh okay yeah. now i know what accent <laughs> this this is
4: when you, you're unsure at first what I'm trying to do, but then the second I explain it, you're like, ah, I know what he's butchering now. Yeah. <laughs> in medias res. Oh, I see. He had to tell us what he's was doing. He <laughs>
5: exactly. started off over here in this accent and ended over there. It's the journey.
4: journey. I like to think every accent I do takes a journey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard oh to God. nail it, right? To stay, stay consistent as a DM. Oh. Even,
4: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, I would say, the large...
0: Oh, no. What happened? Did you guys die?
4: It's the
1: bandwagon. Oh, was... no. Oh, wait. Did we uh, die? Oh. You Cut died off. in the middle Should of it. I... You
0: said you said it's tough, and then there was silence.
1: It was like someone silenced you. <laughs> it's they didn't want it's you to... tough
4: trying to keep this internet going with that King's curse. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. But, yeah, the... The the toughest part for me of DMing has always been just trying to keep a consistent accent. There's maybe three I can do consistently and easily. And this is one of them. <laughs> Australian? <laughs> your, your natural accent. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> I, 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 Scottish, you know, I feel like you've got like a Scottish lilt a little bit
4: to it already. Uh, anyone can anyone I think can do a bad Scottish accent, right? And yeah. keep it.
5: Pretty much, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just do the yes,
0: Sean Connery. That. Yeah. Chris Perkins you did expect a...
4: expect me to talk, Dr. No. <laughs> I expect you <a> to die. <laughs>
1: what about Perkins?
0: Oh, yeah, and uh, Laurie Chennault, I think we did a couple hours ago. He, he, did, he did he did, some Sean Connery, and I'm like, all right, nice. Really? Yeah. I forget in one context, but... That's an easy one. You can just wrap it. Oh, The Rock, because he wanted to talk about he wanted to talk about The Rock. Uh, that's in Forgotten Realms lore, but then he did it in a Sean Connery voice. I'm like, oh,
5: nice, oh, nailed it,
4: yeah. nailed it. Good. I was thinking a completely different The Rock, and I was <laughs> quite confused why how Sean Connery fits into all of this. <laughs> I never, I was like, did The Rock
5: do a with Connery? Did that happen? Did I miss that? I could see that happen? Was Sean
4: Connery in one of the Fast and Furiouses? <laughs> <laughs> so it was Daddy Daycare, I guys.
5: think,
1: right? It was
0: Daddy Daycare, yeah, yeah right.
1: <laughs> that was one of his, right?
0: I feel like the, you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a uh, a love child of Sean Connery. He, I could yeah. see that. They've got the same it's charisma.
1: Multifaceted. Okay, well, so D uh, and, oh yes, back to D and D. Oh right, Dungeons and right. Dragons. Right. Yeah, that's a it's a game oh, that people
0: podcasts. play. Gosh,
4: that's right.
1: Right. <laughs> Where did the name come from? It's one of my favorite names. Let me just. You, yeah. D and D is for nerds.
5: for nerds. Nerds. Uh, I believe Joel Duscher another sort of member of Sans Fans Radio, uh, co-host of uh, Plumbing the Duster, came up with the names because initially we were just trying to workshop as many different things. Like the very first uh, iteration was roll for initiative.
4: But the suggestion came... I made that I'm still in love with was D and D and me and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Was like, there was some very bad names. There was like I
4: insist that was the best one still.
5: Non-sexy role-playing. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good one. To get whole, we just went through like about a week or so, and Dusha was one of the first to be like, "Look, D and D is for nerds because, like, you know, it's it's we're mean, we're mean people sometimes, um, and that's sort of the the beauty of it all." Uh, and I was going, like, is that too, like, is it too mean? And they're like, no, nah, it's fine. And so we just kept going back and forth to be like, what about this, what about this? But then he's like, no, 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 no. We're doing this. And I'm like, fine, fine, fine. And I think
0: um, people have kind of taken back the the the, the nerd moniker or the geek right. moniker, you know, a bit. So it's like, hey, we're proud of, of who have we are. the
1: same connotation.
5: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> and it's, it's a little bit of making fun of ourselves. And I guess that's the sort of vibe yeah. of the series is we don't take uh, things too seriously until we do. <laughs> but, you know. Until we do. Until it gets yeah. serious. Yeah, I mean, you on guys you. are
1: playing D D, so it's not yep. like your D anD D is for nerds. As a podcast about cooking or
5: something. <laughs> Look at these guys. What are they doing? <laughs> Sitting around a table. Ah, idiots. Give Wizards. me those Just
0: go around flipping tables and people who are playing.
5: <laughs> What's this? Die with more than six sides. <laughs>
0: this isn't Monopoly. Get out of here. <laughs>
5: I
4: can't play baccarat with this.
5: <laughs> Let's play the the game of jocks baccarat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's,
5: it's
0: it's it's like that in uh, in in Australia, right? Baccarat is the, everybody plays.
5: Yeah, all like the high paying AFL players are just weirdly <laughs> top baccarat players. <laughs> it's it's a not of... a coincidence.
0: <laughs> if you really think about it, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah.
5: This is the pre. This is like the pre um, Brownlow game of Baccarat. Ah. Just chucking out the like references, thick and fast. there, Sammy. You may yeah. understand.
4: Yeah, that's, two See, what two people. Uh, the handful of people who are Australian <laughs> know of, watching this right now and also know about Australian sports. <laughs> what a great little Venn diagram. I you know. on there. Want to meet
0: yeah right. Is this is this like a personal ad for you? <laughs> like trying to find that one person?
1: Hit <laughs> yeah. me up. Read the comments. I'm on They're Twitter. In there.
0: <laughs> so how did you guys uh, uh, get together with uh, Josh, who, uh, who, who who recruited you for this here podcast of Annihilation?
5: Uh, let's see how hazy my memory is. Um, I believe Josh does. I think he did the editing for Once in a Future Nerd. I believe. Um, Another sort of podcast I listened to, um, which is a really nice uh, sort of story driven podcast. It reminds Mm. me very much of like an old fantasy series I read as a kid of like some people being transported into like a a fantasy realm, as it were. Um, And so through that, we sort of followed each other on Twitter and sort of started talking. And then he was like, oh, hey, thinking about doing this. Are you interested? And I'm like, yeah, of course, man. That sounds great. And, yeah, pretty much that's what we did.
0: Nice. All right, so it was over Twitter. See, it feels like the Twitter has been the, uh, uh, mm. this, this great tool to reach out to people uh, uh, in this way because I've had a few experiences like that too, where like someone who I have no connection with whatsoever at all, but I just happen to be like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And then it happens, and you're like, oh, that's great. Yeah, I just love it.
5: Yeah, I've been such a uh, Johnny-cum-lately to Twitter, but I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm into this. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of negatives about it,
0: too, but the the, 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 the positives for me out, outweigh uh, all that.
5: Well, yeah, that's the internet. That's partly right. due to that king curse. Uh, the king curse. <laughs>
0: exactly.
5: <laughs> it's like, slow internet for Australia. The rest of you, dickheads. Every last one of you. Yep. <laughs> Comment section. Go crazy.
0: No <laughs> Free reign. Do whatever you like. <laughs> So, uh, so I think I asked this when I had the uh, uh, folks from the Dragon Friends on. But is there any kind of difference in how people play uh, Dungeons and Dragons down under, as it were? Like, is there, is there, uh, you know, do you guys go to game stores and kind of see? Is there a community around game stores? Even is it too spread out for people to to have those kinds of things? Well,
4: other than the fact that all of our dice spin the other way, <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Uh, I would say that it's pretty. I I couldn't actually comment as to you know the scene over over in the U.S. with you guys, but I would say it's quite similar to be mm. honest. There are you know we do have our local, uh, you know board game games and too. hobby shops. Yeah, where people have tables and so that you sit down, you could pick play a play a pickup game there. That sort of stuff.
5: Yeah, I think near us is like a, a high street that has basically one sort of. Um Game shop, but then, like, a couple uh, stores down there's another one as well. So, I think one's more Warhammer focused, and one's more um, just general other things. Mm. So, there is sort of like a community there. And in absolutely in Melbourne, anyway, there's like
4: six or seven, isn't there? Mm. You'd be surprised how similar and how common those sorts of groups are. I remember once I was in, I was traveling uh, in Europe and in Italy. The place I stayed underneath had a a, a store that sold Dungeons and Dragons stuff, all in Italian. And there was a table there and I saw some people in Italian playing Dungeons and Dragons. And it looked identical to what what I was doing here in Australia. Neat.
0: So it is like a little bit of a universally
4: type thing, you know? Yeah, I I think so. Yeah. Well, no, I know so, actually, (laughs) I would say. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, but has D&D risen in popularity lately? Have you s- seen more people playing it, or was it something that was always prevalent? Since, like here, but, like, every guy probably in their 30s and 40s played D&D when they were a kid.
4: Mm. Was that yeah.
1: kind of how it was with you in Australia, or are you just seeing I it think, more now?
4: I think so, absolutely. Really? I started playing about, oh gosh, a de- oh, gosh, nearly a decade ago I started playing. <laughs> oh, gosh, um and you guys just
0: turned I'm 30
5: <laughs> no no he's a young spring chicken of 25 uh, yeah. 26 oh, 26, oh,
0: no. 26. Yep. oh my god all right it gets worse yeah i started it doesn't get better <laughs> it gets
5: worse
1: your peak was that. about eight years ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill I'm
1: sorry from here. yeah take it from us old fogies <laughs> jaded and cynical <laughs>
4: <laughs> you old fo- fogies are a whole what four five years older than me, right? Aww. Yep. Oh, that's oh, so man. Sweet. Those, Aww. Those <laughs> four
5: Five years. Oh, it all goes downhill. <laughs> yeah, it all right. goes downhill.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, you got you started yeah. a, a, decade a decade ago decade. when you were sixteen. Yes. That's crazy. Who yes. did
1: this to you? Who who was the person that introduced D and D to you? Uh,
4: it was. I was. Look, going around looking at what university I wanted to go to and at an orientation for one of the universities, there was a a stall set up and the guy standing at the stall had a a jester's hat on. I thought that was super interesting. I could see like swords and stuff laid out on on the table. I walked over to him and as I walked over to him, I remember this so vividly. He took off the jester hat and put on a, I think it was a bowler hat. And when I got to him, I said, what did you just do? And he said, this is my serious hat. Oh! My
1: God.
4: <laughs> he had the jester as the funny hat and the bowler was the serious <laughs> yeah, hat.
1: that makes he, sense.
4: He wasn't going to talk to me with his silly hat on. So... That would be, that'd be <laughs> That's respect. Be that silly. is respect.
1: Yeah. Uh,
4: and he explained to me that they were the, the local games and hobby club, that they played a lot of D&D, that sort of stuff. And he asked me if I was interested. I said, absolutely. And I I got hooked in from there. He was my first dungeon master, actually, that guy.
1: Oh, yeah. That's cool. Way to recruit.
4: Was he, did he do more than just change hats? He probably had a uh, lot of he, hats. He, he didn't really, no. was <laughs> <That's the laughs> one a one-trick pony. That's all <laughs> he <have> that one <laughs> He was like funny and he was serious. <laughs> well, I'll credit this to him. I did care a lot about my first D&D character.
1: What was yeah, your character?
4: I, it was, a, a, creatively enough, a level one human fighter. So, Name so it Adam. A lot of
1: very popular.
4: <laughs> but it was uh, as vanilla as vanilla comes, to be honest. But uh, I, I really liked him. He had a little donkey that I tried to take care of wherever Aww, we went. I'd spook it into the dungeons with us. It laden down with supplies. And if anything threatened it, I got very mad. Good. Aww.
1: That's really sweet. Did anything
4: happen to the pony? Donkey. Donkey. No, but uh, no, but that character died in a a tragic. I don't want to say accident because it was on purpose. But another player got my character killed. How? Oh, no. There was a a this steel iron uh, like great door. So a door, you know, like a door to a jail cell. It's got lots of holes in it. On the other side, we could see a bunch of zombies, and one character thought it would be very funny. To open the door when no one else was watching The zombie spilled out And my character died yeah. Making sure everyone else got to safety And oh. that donkey got to safety
1: Hero boy Yeah. Did, did the donkey survive?
4: The donkey did survive okay, actually thank God. What's the donkey's name? I didn't give it a name, I just loved it <laughs> <laughs> I just loved the donkey, <laughs> I, loved the donkey. <laughs> I think I just called it donkey Or I called it the donkey Aww. Rather than a Shrek reference. <laughs> how long did the, uh, did the campaign last? Oh, that would have lasted maybe a year and a half, I want to say. It was no. a long campaign. He played for a
0: year and a half with that character and he died defending the donkey? That's so
4: beautiful. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. so sad. That's it how he would have sad. wanted to go out, though. Probably. Mm. Donkey it would... <laughs> so ah, I was furious with that player, though. I was so mad. I can't boy. believe he did that.
0: What's his I'm name and where does he live?
4: <laughs> 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 name and shape. Name and shape. <laughs> his name was Jack, actually. Which we've got Jackson on our show is quite a ridiculous player who might do something dumb like that. Mm. Yeah. maybe that it's the, the name. I feel like the yep, yeah, yeah. the kangu He can't trust a kangu. Yeah. He. Uh, I don't trust people named Jack.
0: I guess that's the lesson, right? I'm I'm Jack's uh, bile r- r- yes. rolling up. Um. Yeah, so there were a lot of NPCs in your char- in your in your campaign too. Just to sh- switch back to that, that was I, I really oh, yeah. enjoyed the like kaleidoscope of, of of different characters there.
4: I like killing things, and I <laughs> wanted things. <laughs> I I wanted a lot of things to kill because I knew they weren't going to be able to resupply at any point. <laughs> I remember I, I think I, ki- I think in the first like 10, 15 minutes, I kill one of those NPCs with a heart attack. You do. you did yeah
5: like, I remember off like you were basically being like, "Ah, oh, I didn't realize like this, the Ranger had- like healing spells because it means now I have to try harder. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I,
4: I did, I'd forgotten that I'd given one of them healing spells.: Oh, I see Adam.
5: <laughs> I guess this is the game we're playing. <laughs>
0: Well, this is the, like the deadly. If you're going to do a one shot, you know, a set and child, you got to make it deadly.
4: Oh, absolutely. I made it as deadly as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like ooh, more to that story that it just gets worse. Did you guys keep playing? Yes, we yes. did. Oh, no. Nice. Oh, it was a lot of fun that game. Mm. Shanks is a great player. He was, I think all of you were on, all three of you players were like on point. It's some of the best role playing. I've mm. seen any of you do. Oh, thanks, Ben. Oh. Yeah, it is good stuff. It's really sweet.
0: Um so are, are you going to release the rest of it or or was that episode just
5: it? No, we're keeping it hidden just for us. <laughs> uh yeah, we're releasing that uh as soon as this campaign we're currently doing finishes uh which oh. will be on 22nd of October. Uh it's all been edited up and everything. Uh we've just sent it to um a guy in the uk who's doing all the soundscape for us which is uh yeah something we generally i think we did it um in the very first iteration like the role for initiative the four part thing Mm -hmm. um i sort of did all the sound effects and kind of went uh, over the top and we just haven't gone back to that because it's time consuming and i'm very time starved um but this guy uh, steven cross in the uk he's like hey i do soundscapes and I'm like, oh, cool. Well, would you be interested in doing this? He's like, yeah, I'd love to give it to Bash. So um, he's done a really fantastic
4: job. I'm really the enjoying the soundscape as well. Yeah. Yeah. When you first showed that to me, or yeah, got me to listen to it, I was like, whoa, it's it's <laughs> it spoiled me a bit, I think. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, it it doesn't sound, it with a soundscape, everything sounds so much better. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, because he has the
0: birds chirping and everything. Like, you know, you, you really do feel like Ooh, you're, nice. you're in the what jungle a for a long time.
5: Yeah, his very ambient sounds. Yeah.
0: Real- and even when you had, like, the zombies coming, you
4: could hear, like, the, like, you know, it was very, yeah, you could feel it. His sound effects were a lot better than the ones I made on my own. <laughs> He
5: does a really good uh, zombie T-Rex vomiting up a zombie.
1: Oh, that is a very distinct sound. Very common in Schultz, but very distinct.
5: But that's like
0: the Foley artists like, you know, Louvre right there, like or the Eiffel Tower, like the Foley artists like, yeah, I'm going to create, you know, it's a dinosaur and it has to have that dinosaur thing, but also has to have zombies coming out of its mouth. Right. That's like what they dream Mm -hmm. of in, in Foley artist school. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Damn right.
0: Uh,
1: so just. Do you give him direction for uh, where the sounds come in, or does it does he just come back to you with, "Here's my vision. This is what I did."
4: Uh, there are birds. Yeah, pre- pretty much the latter. Yeah, um, he came back cool. to us, and it was very on point. I yeah. thought. Yeah. Like surprisingly close to what I had envisioned. There was what I remember listening back and thinking, "Gosh," apart from w- when a shovel goes into the ground, everything else sounds perfect. <laughs> That's it, how I imagined it
5: 100%. Yeah, no, you were saying that, like, oh, there's this wind bit. The shovel goes in. You're like, oh, I thought it was a bit more of, like, a heavy thunk. But you're like, actually, no. Like, you know, he put in, like, a more of a reserved thunk, and it also works. Yeah. So it's like it's a, it kind of changes the, the tone a little bit. It was a
0: shovel with some more treble to it. You know, it had some uh, some, <laughs> some, some, some higher notes to it. Tinny. It was a tinny sound. Uh, by we the way.
4: 20% more earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Barry Sprout uh, uh, is actually in the chat. Uh, and he's saying uh, all these things and that uh, we're, we're saying too many nice things about him. So
5: He's the, the sound guy? Yeah,
0: the oh, sound guy, yeah. Well done. He said, this is bad for my ego, yeah. guys.
1: That's awesome.
0: So let's bring him down a notch a little bit to so make him feel <laughs> right at home. He
4: really screwed up the shovel.
0: It's so bad. It's too um, distracting and I couldn't
1: do
4: the rest of the podcast. one thing that I didn't imagine perfectly the same in my head was all right. That's it. <laughs> it was mediocre it was only at only best. Okay. <laughs> Way to mess it up, Barry!
0: <laughs> oh man, it was good stuff. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with everything they're saying, uh, especially the bad parts.
1: That's <laughs> uh, you. That's so Tito.
0: It's me. It's me. So that's cool. I love that. There's you know, with the amount of uh, of Dungeons and Dragons live audio play out there, that there is become this cottage industry of like, yeah, I'll put sound effects on your D and D podcast.
1: I know Barry could get very busy. That's right. Yeah,
0: look him up. He's at, at Sounds by S A C on the Twitters. Uh, if we're talking about what a great way, uh, Twitter is a tool for, for connecting Sound the up community. Up your home
4: games. I, I know. Be fun. Twitter really is the LinkedIn of the internet.
5: Paul <laughs> 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 uh, LinkedIn. Uh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys know any of these other podcasters before you joined the podcast <clears throat> of Annihilation? Are you familiar
5: with their, uh, their work? Only through, like, listening, like, sort of here and there when yeah. I get the time. Like, I've heard of, like, you know, uh, like, Nerd Poker was one that, like, I sort of heard of a lot, um, which I think a lot of people tend to because there seems to be Nerd Poker and the Adventure Zone are sort of, like, the big sort of names in D&D podcasting. Yeah. Um, but I, to the others, I've sort of, sort of, like, listened to their sort of old um, stuff and gone through some of their back catalogue. Um, but no, yeah. Before this, not really. And as I said, um, the Once and Future Nerd, which I guess is D and D esque, but it's just more of a fantasy uh, sort of audio drama.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's why it was such a good idea that Josh had to do this. Was that a lot of people will uh, are are going to be like you, or like, oh, I knew of one or two of them, but not all of them, you know. And so they might be able to to pick up another one or two that they might like, or you know, tickles their funny bone, or you know has the right number of uh of sound uh, uh correct sound effects in it that you want to get into it you know
1: or you could be a special guest in their game exactly vice versa, if we've seen happen that's cool
5: yeah guesting on was like a lot of fun and oh, again, it was being great in australia i've always been so weary of doing things over skype like we've only had one drop out today and that's like impressive that's pretty good um, yeah yeah Mm, so, it is, though. It, like, it genuinely is. But like, it's always just been like, oh, I'd love to get other, like, other guests on, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just in the back of my mind. I'm like, so wary of it. But doing this and um, sort of doing the campaign over Skype actually kind of opened my eyes to be like, oh, wait, no, we, we can definitely do this. This isn't actually like uh, uh, the barrier that I was imagining it would be. So I'm hoping we can kind of open that up uh, a bit more.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe the curse, the, 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 the king's curse is lessening, and uh, you're uh, you're finally getting out from underneath his
5: shadow. <laughs> yeah, he got one last like strike in with the MBN. He's like, Ugh!
4: <laughs> well, have a shit one! once we collect all the <laughs> crystals, where's that magic coming from, huh? Yes, it's yeah. true. Yeah, his magic's gone once yeah. so we cr- collect all the crystals. Just need that one more. <laughs> it, Greg's got it. I, I, I,
1: I don't
0: know where it is though. I have to find it. Have it. It's
4: probably yeah. in your mom's garage.
1: It's in with the rest of your D&D stuff. Saint
0: Bartholomew's Church in New York City. <laughs> you have to Check go there. The couch. Look underneath the couch. Yeah, that's where it's. That's where it all is happening. I swear. Um, well, it was really good uh, talking to you guys. Uh, we, uh, I think, a lot of people are are, are popping in here because we have our, our our next show is coming up. The Force Gray, Lost City of Omu, uh, will be coming up uh, very soon. Uh, but it was great talking to you, and I'm glad that nothing nothing dropped. And I wanna, I can't wait to hear the rest of this this podcast, the the, the adventure that you guys started.
5: Yeah, for sure. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy it all. Uh, where uh, we, where where can people find out? We survived Chalt, but I'm like, oh, we didn't.
4: <laughs> you didn't. You oh. didn't. We Spoilers, exper- but not in the way you think. That's a spoiler. <laughs> we experienced Chalt. <laughs> <You> definitely did. <laughs>
0: And that's all we could hope that's for. That's all I need
1: to know. I'm yeah. going. I'm in.
0: It's an experience, and you got points for it. <laughs> uh, where can people find out about you guys uh, personally and uh, and and collectively?
5: Uh, yep. So uh, I'm at goddammitzamit on Twitter. I'm at
4: retroarchetype on Twitter. Uh,
5: you can also find just the network uh, at Sandspans Radio uh, on Twitter, same with Facebook and Sandspans Radio. Dot com is the website um we're uh, actually heading off to the uk tomorrow oh um, no way to, to a bunch of live shows including some uh, live D
4: and search for the final crystal search for the final crystal uh, there.
0: it could be i think i think i i had celeste uh uh from the venture maidens hide it at uh stonehenge so you have to make oh. your way oh, there out you, you have to make your way out there
5: I was gonna climb up Big Ben. All right, save me a <laughs> day. You. Good work, good work, guys.
4: Just yell as you're climbing. Hey, hey! Is that crystal up here? Is this the Water Temple?
5: <laughs> Dive into the Thames.
0: <laughs> it's under there. There's a temple under there. I swear.
5: And also, we're on the the iTunes as well. Just search for the Sandspans Radio. D and D is for nerds. If you want D and D or other good. Ish shows, yeah. <laughs> uh. Ish uh, good adjacent. Yeah,
4: hmm.
5: love it. Thank
0: you guys so much. Uh, we will talk again soon. Hopefully, when uh, uh, you know this one wraps up, I want to get like an after-action report of, uh, of 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 how it For was sure. a spoiler that you that you didn't that you didn't but uh, not make in it the out way of. Tra- we expect, but not in the way we expect. I know that was a good. tease. Ah.
1: It's
4: a really good tease. I'm I'm looking forward to giving that after-action report.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh. All right. Thanks, well, you guys. Thanks uh, having us. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah,
1: thanks for being here.
5: Uh, All anyway, right.
1: Bye. 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 They're funny.
0: They are good people. Yeah. They do lots of uh, uh, funny stuff.
1: It was like 4.30 in the morning for them, too. Poor guys.
0: Uh, I think it's only 9.30. Yes, but too, they, sleep well, they sleep until Oh, but because they sleep until... I know, right? I know. Are, God, remember when you were 26? Like, <laughs> I
1: think I had like a day job, so... Really? Yeah. Oh,
0: I guess I did, too.
1: At 26, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure I had to get up before.
0: I guess I did. Maybe not. I don't know. But more power to the youngins <laughs> playing the Dungeons and Dragons. Kids these days. Oh my God, how did we get so old?
1: Oh well, no.
0: It's time. Is a uh, keeps moving into yeah. the future. Yeah. You know I what? They said
1: it was going to happen, and it happened. And it, and it did. Yeah. And I just I didn't I didn't see it coming.
0: But playing these games, playing the Dungeons and the Dragons keeps us young. Makes you feel. Like you're at least pretending that you're young. Well,
1: you can pretend because you can be anything you want. That's
0: right. So I think when I was a kid, I played all these older, like, wizard types, and now I'm like, nah, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm an young be and adventurous. Young.
1: Cool. Forever wizard. young. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you rolled the dice at yeah. the end of that. Yeah, exactly. Young. Young.
0: 11. 11 Z's.
1: Oz goes to 11. Oh, no, two. You're only two it.
0: years old today. Oh, okay. Uh, people can find out about you, Shelley. Where? Well,
1: find me on the Twitters at Shelley Moo. Yes, or on the Facebooks.
0: Um, what about LinkedIn? Are you there?
1: the LinkedIn of the internet? <laughs> I am actually there.
0: Amazing. Don't yeah. don't search for it though.
1: You Can I actually got a funny little note on LinkedIn today? Oh yeah, yeah. What they funny. say?
0: they like, Shelley, we like your stuff. They said you're a good you, person.
1: You should dump that Tito. <laughs> That, that drunk old
0: fool. We'll get you a real podcast co-host. <laughs> yeah. Redonk. Uh, well, Redonk. you can find me. I'm at Greg Tito. Uh, ask me all the silly questions and get in touch with me about any fun uh, streaming podcast, amazing things. Yeah. Twitter is the place where that kind of stuff happens all so, the
1: best ideas
0: guys. make it happen you guys are great we are going to uh, uh, close this mother out soon we're going to leave this off with uh, Force Gray Lost City of Omu in just a few minutes uh, we're going to have episode 9 uh, when we get to uh, some other stuff we will uh, uh, be doing two episodes each time but now we're still doing just one episode um, and uh, in October so, we're going to switch to the two episodes at one time out. yeah banging them out as many episodes as possible Um, you can watch that on twitch.tv slash DND every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And hey, before that, you can watch us.
1: Well, what's better than that? We
0: record uh, all these things, uh, and that starts at 2 p.m. Pacific time, you guys in podcast land. So make it happen. Watch all this uh, crazy things uh, go on. I am—I uh, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about going to DungeonsAndDragons.com yeah, you uh, to find out about all of the fun <laughs> stuff that's happening uh, in the Dungeons and Dragons world. We have uh, Tomb of Annihilation has been out, of course, but Xanathar's Guide to Everything is going to be dropping in November 10th. Uh, In game stores with the special alt Gotta cover. Get
1: that cover, that as cover well. is so so good.
0: It is so good, isn't so it? Good. It's really good. Okay. Um, very Art Deco, designed by Hydro seventy four. It's good stuff. Uh, and then uh, it'll be out everywhere. Xanathar's Guide to Everything will on uh, November twenty first. You can check that out then. It's got tons of subclasses, and uh, d d uh, dot com is going to be having a lot of. Uh, videos uh, by Todd Kenrick, uh, an amazing videographer, uh, talking to both Jeremy Crawford and Mike Merles about a lot of the subclasses that are going on in Xanathar's Guide to oh, Everything. Oh. In fact, uh, just today um, was the one about the Rogue Inquisitor. Oh, I just saw that. Actually. Yes, the subclass Inquisitor, which is like a uh, like a Sherlock Holmes type character uh, for your very for your Rogue. Cool. Uh, very interesting. A way to be the the smart guy, uh, but not have to be a wizard or uh, uh, any kind of a spellcaster. I like that. It yeah. was a good idea. Um, so, yeah, check that out and uh, keep going back for uh, D&D Beyond to check out more videos on that kind of stuff. Cool. It will be dropping a lot in the next month or two. Busy. Uh, I think we already mentioned Bala, Betrayal of Baldur's Gate, October 6th, uh, Access and Allies, Anniversary Edition, October, October... 20th. Nice. Yep. What else do you got going on? Anything Some fun? Some
1: stuff that I can't tell
0: you. Secrets. We got secrets. We have secrets. Yeah. Um, TwitchCon, uh, Dice Camera Action will be at TwitchCon. No way. Uh, so they'll be broadcasting live uh, from there. I think everybody except Nate, who, who I believe is still on tour, will be there. Uh, including, I don't want to, there's some special guest perhaps uh, dropping by for that. So you can see Holly, Jared, and Anna. Anna. I always do the uh, uh, Frozen version of Anna when it's actually Anna. Anna. Uh, But and then, of course, Chris Perkins will be doing that. And then maybe we got some stuff going on with PAX Unplugged, but we'll be talking more about that in the next couple of weeks.
1: And Access and. No, it's on my head. Access and Allies. Extra Life. Did you talk about Extra Life?
0: Uh, I think I talked about it at the open, but if not, November 3rd, November 4th. Uh, We will be playing Dungeons & Dragons. I'll be hosting a lot of the games and playing in some of the games. We have Extra Life pages live right now. You can donate to help out the uh, children's hospitals around uh, the country and even around the world. Uh, We'll be playing for all bunch of them, uh, including Seattle Children's Hospital as well as Texas Children's Hospital and the Arnold Palmer Hospital in Florida good stuff
1: the D&D community is all really for a good cause you can make going. me do funny
0: weird stuff uh, in my game
1: they're doing great
0: they're raising a lot of money yeah. and go check out the tortle package it's on uh, D&D yeah. Beyond as well as at the DMs Guild so at dmsguild.com you can play as a tortle in Chult what's wrong with that and you're raising money for kids bum it's
1: kind of the best thing
0: yeah I like it I think that's it I think we're gonna close it out alright you ready yep What do you, you get the last word
5: Poop!